me, Katie Asaurus. Oh, hello, and it's me, Hey Good. Hey, Eric, do you want to tell them the news? Yeah, we got nominated for World's Best Podcast Intro, right? Yes. Is that what it was? It's this one right here. That's what we've been nominated for. This one? I don't know if it's how the timing works. Is it the TVA that's giving us this award? <laughs> Hashtag Loki Joe. Uh, but actually, we've been nominated for Best Educational Podcast um, over at the People's Choice Podcast Awards, which is pretty cool. Uh, and so if you want to vote for us um, in a spectacular ADHD move, uh, we found out that we had been nominated on the 26th of July uh, and voting closes on the 31st. So, uh, do we think anything's gonna come of this? No. Is this a very funny ADHD thing to happen? Yes, indeed. So, if you want to vote, you can visit podcastawards.com or... Or you can go to infinitequestpodcast.com. We have a link there to vote as well. And also our tour date schedule if you want to know where we're going to be going on tour and stuff in the coming months. So check that out. And we're only nominated in the education category. So if you want to try and find us, we're in the C's, not the I's. We're in the C's for Katie and Eric's Infinite Quest in the education tab. Um, And while you're uh, looking at the website, if you wouldn't mind giving a, and that's why we drink, um, our good friend M. Schultz's podcast, a little nomination over in the comedy category, I'm sure they would appreciate it. Because, and that's why we drink, a big 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 friends of the infinite quest podcast we're just one big happy podcast family absolutely i was wondering how high your voice was gonna get right there it was pretty good i liked it a lot it's it's my like asking for stuff voice because i always feel awkward in this episode we talk about time blindness and adhd one of the more insidious symptoms in my mind Uh, and at the very beginning we talk a little bit about simone biles withdrawing from the olympics due to mental health concerns because she's a badass and it's warren's talking about and she's a very public figure who has ADHD and is, like, pretty sick about it. So we thought, we thought we'd give her some love in, in this episode. Anyways, without further ado, enjoy the rest of this here episode, everybody. Happy Thursday. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Infinite Quest. I'm Hey Goon. Oh, and I'm Katie Asaurus. We did it backwards that time. We... We did the opposite I of what didn't, we normally I th- do. I thought we were going to do a delightful in media res opening. I didn't know we were going to start with an official start. I don't know. Did that feel official? It felt kind of it, official. It felt really official. Normally, we just bullshit around for like fifteen <laughs> minutes first. It's season two. We hey, got to make it. We got to make it legit. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about time blindness that is often associated with ADHD. Uh, But first, we wanted to address Simone Biles has dropped out of the Olympics gymnastics team uh, over mental health concerns. And I just thought we're a mental health podcast and Simone Biles publicly has ADHD and is very, I don't know, I guess proud. I don't know if proud of her, but she's not embarrassed. She's willing to talk about it. And I think she's publicly talked about it, publicly talked about it. Yeah. So what do you think, Katie? Do you have any thoughts? Yeah, you didn't start the timer. Oh, shit. Okay. (laughs) There, timer plus one minute. Um, you know, I made the mistake of reading a bunch of, uh, like Reddit threads about it this morning. And I always forget that like over on TikTok, like we have this great little insulated corner where like, you know, every so often like a troll wanders in and like, you know, we kick them out of the dungeon and it's fine. But like, wow, people are being unkind in like a really profound way in a way that has been like frankly really upsetting to me all day because i just realized like how much stigma and like misconception and just like vitriol there is 
to people like Simone Biles who are like open about like, I'm struggling with like mental health and like I have ADHD and like just like the absolute entitlement and like unkindness that people are showing to this like woman who has just done extraordinary things. It's like, it just makes me really bummed out. Yeah. Also like a weird amount of racism, like a weird amount of racism. Really? Yeah. I've been staying off the Reddit it's, parts of I this. Don't, I've just been reading articles. I don't recommend it. It's I've I like I was like I feel like I need to take a shower. Ugh, God, I can imagine. I also I, I think I want to stay when, whenever we're talking about like a celebrity's mental health. I, I just want to point out that I want to respect her like journey. You know, yeah. I don't think she did this to be the poster child like as a statement oh, i think I she can't was imagine genuinely how concerned hard it my god be. right well like the thing is is like the reason a lot like there are a lot of gymnasts have been talking about it like on reddit and they were talking about the fact that like if you lose focus for a second at like the level that she's performing at like you could die yeah like it's not just like oh no like i fell down and i hurt my foot it's like you could fucking snap your neck and die yeah. and so it's like yeah you're like you know if you're saying like oh i'm having trouble focusing because of this like immense amount of pressure but it's like if you can't find the ground in the middle of like a quadruple fucking backflip or whatever <laughs> right. like you could paralyze yourself or fucking die and it's like oh that that's it, it makes it seem a little bit more serious than like oh you know she's she's crumbling under pressure whatever like unkind things people no, she, are saying she's like she's concerned well i, I don't want to speculate on specifically what her concerns are but her physical safety very much follows her yeah, because of how, exactly. like you said, just how absolutely extraordinary and how high a level she's performing. And it's just incredible. And I mean, I cannot, something that I always find when advocating for myself, when why, and I, I, I can generalize a little bit when one is advocating for oneself, what the priorities are and what should be done. It's always up for review. Like how tired do I have to be to say, Katie, I need to take a nap, you know? Cause I can always deny that, Oh, I'm actually not tired enough. I'm not, whatever enough i could always flip it around in my head and i assume that i actually don't deserve it i'm just being you know weak or some bullshit um so i just can't imagine i'm i'm, I'm ultimately like i'm proud of her yeah for oh, being too. in like this high the highest of stakes like you're in the net or on the on the world stage representing america you're like america's you perfect child thing or whatever um and to be able to say, like, actually, despite all of that, I have enough self-respect and yeah. self-whatever to advocate for myself. I mean, that's like high altitude yeah. self, self-advocacy self right there. Yeah, it takes an extraordinary amount of bravery, I think. Yeah. Also, hey, Eric, do you think for season three we can get chairs that don't squeak? Maybe. Okay. Do we'll know if we have in the budget. It. We'll see. I'll help build some out of teak. <laughs> that's that's the kind of ADHD I have. I'm like, why would we buy chairs? I'm just gonna. I could just spend three years. Make them out of fine wood. Yes, indeed. Fine teak. <laughs> is teak a fine wood? Teak is a very expensive wood. Yeah. Okay. Is good. teak like an actual tree, or is it like I always thought it was like a type of? Doesn't matter. I think it's an actual tree. I built a bench out of teak a couple of years ago. Um, it's like really, really naturally resistant to the to the elements and stuff. So yeah. like boats and stuff made out of teak. I thought it was super like, a, expensive. like a wood tree pit. I don't, but I don't know anything about it. I think it's actually a type of wood. I believe I'm googling it right now. <laughs> what is what is teak? Teak, teak is a tropical te- hardwood te- tree species. Look at that. Tectona grandis. That's, oh, I think. Uh, its friends just call it teak. 
Yeah, no. <laughs> that's fine. Tropical hardwood tree. Well, you know, you learn something new every day. Yeah, there you go. Also, Tectona Grandis sounds like a, a cool, cool DJ name. I was thinking it sounds like a superhero who can control earthquakes, you yeah. know. Yeah. Te- Tectonia. Tectonia Grandis. That's a like a, that's a good superhero idea. That's pretty good. It's cool. Tectonia. <laughs> Time to shake things up. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> we start spotting then, them in, in old okay, photos from San Tectonia Francisco. And her fucking uh lab assist like nerdy lab assistant, Dr. Richter. What? Constantly, would, always weighing stuff. Always weighing stuff. With his scales. I'm <laughs> Carrying around saying, his scales. This is a good idea. <laughs> what are we supposed to talk about today? Anyways, right? Simone Biles is, is, is a badass. Right on. Good job. Not that my opinion means Simone anything Biles, to you, Simone Biles. We know Biles, that you but listen to our podcast know, right? religiously. Don't miss an episode, but, uh, you know, good job. Good job. Props for bringing the stigma. But anyways, what we wanted to talk about today was time blindness, because... I my, I feel like the last month or so of my life with all the moves and all the thing has all been very pivoted has all has all rested on my ability to manage time mm-hmm. and uh, I'm shit at it so yeah. I thought we'd talk about time blindness yeah briefly would, would you like to explain what time blindness yeah, is Eric that's what it is it's when clocks are invisible to you that's what it's, it is and that's it's the like end of the episode in a cas- casino all the time <laughs> exactly time blindness basically refers to a shittiness of. <laughs> <laughs> it's the text good science word Russell Barkley right there those are his words the shittiness of, uh, the of shittiness. the ability to use time but it's the inability to work with time sort of on a more intuitive level so we're aware that there's 60 minutes in an hour and 24 hours in a day but when we're not thinking about it when we're not actively looking at a clock or like counting in our head it's hard for us to just conceive in a functional way of like 10 minutes or one hour it's hard for us to functionally use those concepts of duration so it's basically a profound inability to conceive of and work with time. Um, and that can happen in many ways. With with ADHD, it seems to be either one of two kinds. One, short periods of time seemed very, in fact, long, like a five-minute YouTube video that seems like it takes for fucking ever because they're talking slowly. It's true. Or long periods of time can seem very short where it's like, oh, I just talked to my mom the other day. It's like, oh, wait a minute. That was like seven months ago. And they both have their distinct, like, shittinesses, yeah. setbacks. I don't know. Eric, to start this episode, I have a fun activity for you. What's that? What you got? Okay, I forgot to set my props ahead of time. Oh, you got props? Walk across the office. Oh, gosh. Okay, I'm just going to... this. It, I, you don't need this for this okay, experiment. Okay, you're, you're handing me a ukulele? I'm handing you a ukulele. It doesn't matter, and I'm doing that for a second. Okay, oh, I'm just giving you this covering ukulele. Covering the stopwatch, I okay. Okay, I want you, Eric, yes. to tell me when 30 seconds has elapsed. I'm just handing you the ukulele for no particular reason. Ready, set, go. All right, that's the the mark, the start mark. Should, should I be talking while we're doing this experiment? I mean, I, it would be weird if we just did like thirty seconds of silence. That would be pretty weird. But you're not allowed to look at your computer or anything. All right. But okay, that's cool. That's, that's cool. It. So, Katie, yes. what? <laughs> so there's like a there's a ticker going off in my head. What are some situations that you find short periods of time feel very long? All the time, constantly. Every all the time. Yeah. Like all the time, I feel like. Well, it's it's weird because, um, like, I don't know how to describe this without sounding like a complete weirdo. Also, this has been thirty seconds. It's been thirty seconds. I'm calling it now. Okay, are you uh, sure about that? Yeah. 
What was it? It was 48 seconds. Damn it! I was I was overcompensating. <laughs> Shit. I thought it was going to be too short, so I let it go. Yeah, uh, whatever. Uh, okay, that's it. I just gave you the ukulele to distract just you. Just to hold me while it's I did that? Distraction technique. It's fucking exciting. Um, yeah, just throw it on the I'll fucking just, floor. I'm just going to throw it on the floor. It's fine. Um, I, okay, I don't know how to explain this in a way that makes sense, but I feel like all the time... I feel like all the time, um, time is like, like whizzing by, like, like the speed of light, just like whizzing by. And so like, I never have enough of it. And so like, I don't know if it's a time blindness thing. Like, I'm going to be really honest. Cause I know that I have like time blindness in terms of like, for example, if you tell me to take a nap and then... I'm convinced it's been like 10 minutes and then I open my eyes and it's been like three, you know, that kind of thing. But like, I always feel like I'm just running out of time Hmm. just perpetually. And I don't know how else to like qualify it. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I mean, in, in a way I think it, how do I say this? It's, it's sort of a devil, you know, versus devil, you don't know kind of thing where like, if I, have a certain amount of time to do a thing, let's say, and I could accurately conceive of like four hours, like in a, in a functional way. Um, it, I might think of that time as being like, oh, that's a really long period of time or a really short period of time, um, but it's a known quantity. And the fact that I'm aware that I have time blindness and the, the fact that I'm aware of the fa- you know, my inability to work with time on a functional level and on, on an intuitive level, um, it's I'm I don't trust my feeling about that amount of time. So I'm like, I don't know, is that way too much time or is that too little time? And it like compounds on itself. So it's not just like if the if the initial stress or the initial weirdness comes from, um, you know, oh, I have four hours and that seems like no time at all, even though that's plenty of time to like do the dishes or something like that. The secondary weirdness and the secondary shitty feeling I get from my timeline is, is my awareness that I'm probably wrong, whatever I'm thinking, because I can't trust my own understanding of time. So it's it's almost like the fact it, it, it's it's the fact that the, the the period of time that I have, the period of time that's left in the day or left in before the deadline or something like that, because I can't actually just hold it in space and like go, OK, four hours, that's plenty of time. I just get struck. Like, I, I have no idea. It's almost like somebody's just going to bust in the room and say like, Hey, that thing is due right now. Like at any moment. And that's a weird, that's a weird thing to put up with. Cause it's, it's made worse by my thinking about it and thinking about stuff is like one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a bit of a catch 22. It's weird because I like, I struggle with it more in like the, like, I don't even know like the right word to use. Like, it's, you know, like, yeah, sometimes I'll, like, like, I, I have a hard time feeling the passage of time in, like, a way that, like, makes sense. But, like, for me, the big thing is, like, long-term time. Mm. Like, short, short-term time, like, I'm, I'm honestly, like, pretty okay at because most of my jobs that I've ever had involve some sort of, like, high-performance multitasking. And so, like, at the Renaissance Festival, if I had four hours, I could get... 15 things done or I could get 30 things done and I would like figure out ways to like optimize my time because I was like so busy that like I had to just be like okay like time blindness I don't have like literal actual time for you today but like now that I'm doing this I'll spend 
three hours making one 60 second TikTok and just be like, where the fuck did my day go? Yeah. Um, and that, that is, that gets really frustrating. Um, yeah. But it's always like, like I, I feel it the most with like emails because like, I'll be like, Oh yeah, I'll email that guy back tomorrow. And then, it's been like a week and a half and I'm like, fuck, I forgot to send that email because to me, time goes so fast that like it was yesterday, yesterday, but yesterday was actually a week and a half ago. And it's so frustrating. Oh, yeah. Do you think familiarity has anything to do with your ability to to, to, to perceive time and conceptualize time? Like if you're in a, a let's say you had you, you got a job, your old job at the Renaissance Fair back, like something you were adept at, something you're right. very familiar with. Do you think your familiarity with that environment and those sets of things that you had to do, do you think that alleviated your time uh, blindness more so than if you were to do something that you've never done before? Yes and no. Like, I mean, because I mean, the, the demands of that job are like banana pants weird. But I do know that it takes me 17 minutes to get from like the front gate to like the very top of the hill. Mm. Um, and so like, I was able to sort of account for, okay, if I need to get from like the front gate to like stage one, that's a five minute walk, so, you know, stage two is like eight, like, and, and, and that kind of thing. So like, I, I can build that schedule out in terms of like, okay, I got to paint the stage and hang up the flags and I don't know, bring the hay for the horses or like whatever I'm doing that day. Um, but I don't know if it necessarily has to do with like the environment so much as just like my inherent stage managerness that hmm. comes when like I have the opportunity to like really sit and plan. Does yeah, that make sense? Totally. I, I think for me something that I found myself doing I didn't plan on doing this, but after over the over the years I noticed that I do this. Um, is that I'll do sort of what you did, like it takes me seven minutes to walk from here to there. So while I was working in kitchens, I would measure time in tasks. I know how long it takes me to dice, you know, four onions or something like that. Yeah. Like a minute, 20 seconds, something like that. Not frag, just saying. Um, I have never wanted to just pull out four onions more in my entire life. Prove it. <laughs> but I'm aware of how, how long those tasks take. Um, and so if I need to do something at, you know, X amount of time, my brain will fit in those tasks I'll measure time in tasks, basically. Um, and I would sort of do that intuitively. And so I think associating periods of time, you know, conceiving of just a minute and 30 seconds in a vacuum is very difficult for me. But, but conceiving of the amount of time it would take me to do something that takes me a minute and 30 seconds is something that I can do. So I tend to do that when I'm in a situation that I'm very familiar with, when the tasks I'm, I'm familiar with, I tend to do that. I'll like, there's like a conversion rate of like, all right, well, minute and 30 seconds equals, you know, I'm, I was probably exaggerating when I said four onions. Let's say two, dice two onions. A minute and 30 seconds equals the time it takes to dice two onions. Um, eight minutes is the time it takes to start making a pizza to finish making the pizza, you know. And so I would sort of translate time into corresponding tasks. But do you like multiply the increments? Like if chopping four onions takes like a minute 20 then do you do you go like okay well that's like 16 onions mm, interesting well the, th let's, uh, the thing about kitchen work is tasks are bookended by setup and breakdown right so like if if dicing first off dicing two onions from a clean station a completely empty surface 
that means getting a cutting board, taking out the correct knife, you know, honing the knife, putting your thing, getting the container to dice the onions, cleaning the onions, all that stuff. The actual dicing, once knife enters hand, minute 30 seconds. But then after that, clean up, break down, bring the, the thing to the to the dish pit. So if it takes me, you know, absolute very, very start of the task, grabbing the cutting board to very, very finished, it looked like it never happened in the task is gun, we'll say 10 minutes. Um, dicing four onions wouldn't take 20 minutes, you know, double the amount of onions, or, or it would take just that little period more. So anyways, that's a very specific question, but to answer your question, it doesn't quite stack. Um, however, um, it did, one, one of my old like cook mentors, chef mentors said, do all your knife work at once, which is something that I try to extrapolate into my everyday life because it takes time to set up the cutting board and all the stuff. Um, and so if you set up the cutting board to do a thing, break it all down, and then turns out later you had more knife work to do, you have to then break out. So do all your knife work at once when you're set up. So I try to extrapolate that. Like if I have phone calls to make, I'll make all my phone calls at once because it takes mental energy to shift gears into phone call mode. So once I've done that and I'm in phone call mode, might as well make all my phone calls. I aspire to do that. I don't always do that. <laughs> Have there ever, ever been any times when you feel that you've really offended somebody because of your time blindness? Constantly, constantly. I try really hard to like not be late for things um, because my mom is serially late for everything, but like in a hilarious way where she's constantly shocked that like they didn't wait for her to start the movie at like the movie theater. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. Um, and so like, I hate being late. Like I have like a physical anxiety response to being late because I just, I fucking hate it. I think it's so rude and so shitty, but sometimes I run late and then, you know, I feel bad. Um, but the big thing for me is like correspondence and like staying in mm. touch with people because it's like what I was talking about earlier, like, oh, I'll send that text tomorrow or oh, I'll shoot them an email tomorrow. And then it's like, oh fuck, it's been like three weeks or like two months or three months or four months. And then it's like that weird feeling of like, Hey, I wasn't trying to ignore you or ghost you. I just didn't have the fucking mental energy to send a text message. And then you feel like an idiot. You know what I mean? Um, and so, yeah, like that, like, yeah, I think I've, I think I've offended a lot of people and it's usually people that like i really care about which is like the shitty thing because mm. it's like if some like random you know business or something like yeah sure i should probably get back to them at some point but it's like the people that i care about those are the people that i keep consistently hurting and so like i try really hard to be like good about it but like oftentimes i'm not <laughs> and like i know that about myself and so i work really hard but like I still know that that's a place where, like, I really struggle. Hmm. What do you say to those people? I usually lie. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I, really? I usually lie. I usually have, like, I have, like, an arsenal of, like, convoluted stories about, like, why I couldn't possibly, like, send a text message or, like, send an email or, like, get the thing done or, like, whatever. And I feel bad. But, like... Sometimes I feel like it's easier to be like, oh, sorry, there was a thunderstorm and my internet went out, which is plausible, as opposed to being like, I forgot you existed. Because that's hurtful. Yeah. You know, but it, like, that's the reality in which I live is like, I, I really deal with like emotional permanent stuff. And like, 
if I'm not talking to a person like every single day, it is very easy for me to just be like, you don't exist until I'm reminded that you exist. Usually because like the little notification pop up of like, oh shit, this has been in my thing for, you know, weeks. Yeah. I feel bad. So I just, I just tell like a little, I feel like a little white lie. (laughs) I don't advocate for it, but sometimes like a little white lie is, is less hurtful than like the truth, especially if like the person that you're talking to doesn't necessarily get neurodivergency mm-hmm. you know what i mean and it's like well i don't know i think that makes me a terrible person i'm not sure i'm quite positive it's not <laughs> quite positive i think time blindness and um struggling with emotional permanence um is just a dynamic duo <laughs> of of fucking up relationships with other people <laughs> and it's like and i try really hard like i try really hard to be like cognizant But, like, one of the things that has started, like, really frustrating me, and this is a really dumb story, but it's a great example, is, like, my phone shows, like, 10 text messages at a time. And, like, for whatever reason, as much as I've tried to, like, block them and delete them and, like, whatever, I get a lot of, like, spam text messages now, which is a thing that I've never had to deal with before. And so, like, I'll check my messages and I'll see, like, oh, spam, spam, spam. And so I'll, like, close my phone. But what the, I don't realize is, like, in the time between, because time blindness, in what I think is, like, the hour since I've checked my phone, which is actually, like, the seven hours or eight hours, I've gotten ten of those. And the one text message that I need to see is, like, just below the, like, view line. Mm-hmm. And so I constantly mix miss text messages from people and then i don't respond for days because i just go oh it's all spam and it's like i need to be better about like setting a schedule and being like okay today i'm gonna like you're you know i'm gonna check my text messages at like this time this time and this time but it's just like there's just something about like the wall of spam and and that that it just makes it like really difficult and it's just silly and i feel silly admitting that but like it's it's a really big problem is i just constantly miss messages from people because they're buried under other shit hmm so before you said that you felt that when you were in the georgia renaissance fair when you were in a job like that you were pretty good at working with time all things considered yeah you had your you know methods in place are there any periods of your life where you felt that your perception of time was particularly bad and if so why do you think that was Why are you interviewing me? I'm in interview mode. I don't know. I can't it's, I can't decide when it happens. It's weird. I mean, I'll answer it, but I thought it was going to be like Katie and Eric hanging out. Now well, you're maybe you should these... try asking me a fucking I'm question. T- I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally messing with you. Please. I love asking questions. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm just really bad about asking questions to people. And I'm no, Booby, not, not at all. I'm, I'm, I, I have a whole list of notes about timing and stuff, so I'm taking charge. I'm blocking. I'm doing. I'm doing time blocking in this very episode. I'm doing a new venture into trying to pace the podcast. How, it, how ironically, it so far, I feel like it's going fucking great, that's Katie. True. That's good. I think it's going wonderfully. Cool. What was the question? <laughs> Are there any periods in your life that you feel you were particularly bad about understanding the passing of time? Um. All the time. I mean, I feel like especially like in grad school, grad school got really hard um, because like I wrapped all of my self-worth and my like self-esteem and my like whatever in just being like the best, like the the like I had to like get everything done and be like do all the fucking shit all the time. And so that meant like there was a lot of like, you know, late nights 
just head down, make the costume, look up. It's like the next morning, like that kind of thing. Um, but also, honestly, like right now, like with with like TikTok and like and everything that we're doing and the podcast and everything, like it's been really hard to like notice how much time I'm spending. And so I started counting how many hours a week I'm putting into this and it's an upsetting number. Um, so I stopped counting because I was like, oh, that doesn't feel good inside my brain. So we're just going to ignore that. Um, but yeah, right now is tough. What about you? <laughs> good job. No, I think I, I agree. I think this current gig, this current job, what we're doing now, Infinite Quest, um, although the most satisfying and I feel the most important thing I've ever done, it is by far the job that I have been the worst at. Um, like I spent years and years learning to function in a kitchen, despite my ADHD and time blindness. And now it's sort of like I'm starting over again, um, particularly because everything involving content creation is so nonlinear. Yeah. Um, and so where my time blindness, you know, sometimes very often for me with my ADHD, short periods of time feel very long. Like a five minute YouTube video feels like it takes forever. If I just have to stand there and wait for like somebody who's in the bathroom, that feels like excruciating. Um, uh, but one of the times when very long periods of time feel very short and I have no idea that like three hours has passed, it's when, it's when I am sussing through something I'd like to do in terms of content creation. And then I arrive at one little part of it, you know, like let's say I'm making a new Twitch overlay for Minecraft or something like that. Um, I'll spend like four and a half hours just making the one little green screen dude running across the screen. And it's because I, I feel like it's because since I'm being productive, I'm like not going to be hard on myself for what I'm doing. It's like, hey, this is a productive thing to do. I'm glad I'm doing this. Um, but it's not like efficiently productive. So while I'm like patting myself on the back for like, oh, look at I've been working like I'm working, working hard right now. Look at that. While I'm doing that, I'm unaware that like there was emails I was supposed to respond to. And there were well, videos I was supposed to make and shit. Rampant perfectionist when it comes to stuff like you spend so much time like like shaving milliseconds off your TikToks and like sh like just just editing the pod and i'm just like i just like throw up my phone like you know it's like sometimes i'll like refilm or like reshoot or something if it's like really bad but like there's a lot of stuff that like i just don't worry about because like i'm like if because i know if i start spending the time on it that's it like that's the rest of my day it's just gonna be like getting it absolutely yeah. and so like i have to just be like the phone is up i have made a content here i go I hear that. well i think part of it specifically when it comes to like timing and videos um, if I pause making a point in a TikTok or something, if I say a lot of people with ADHD struggle with such and such, and there's like a, just a half second, if I finish this last sound of the last syllable of a clip, then listening back to it, I get bored in that period of time. I swear to God, like in that pause, I'll be like, can I swipe away? Oh wait, this is my TikTok. I can't swipe away from it. I'll get bored in that period of time. And that's why I'm so... Um, attentive to how much time bookends clips because I get bored in that period of time. Or if I'm talking like on, a, on this podcast, sometimes I'll be making a point and I'll pause to think of a word or something like that. 
and then I'll start talking again and I'll think, holy shit, I just stopped talking for so long. I'm going to have to go in and find it and cut it out or maybe I should leave it in so people don't feel as embarrassed when they do it. And then I'll listen back to it and it was like an imperceptible little hesitation. So it looks like it looks like I'm really harsh with time blindness or I'll assume the worst in time blindness when it's, when it's about critiquing myself, apparently. <laughs> but with other people like, you know, oh, I'm so sorry it took so long. It's like, oh, I don't. I'm always forgiving of that of other people. Oh boy, look at that. You made it to the middle of the episode. You did such a good job. Good good, good job. I'm really proud of you. You should have some water. Yeah, and you should take your meds, not some meds. You should take your meds if you still need to take them today and also eat some food. Hey, if you enjoy Infinite Quest and our mission of advocacy and education in conversation with neurodivergency, we have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash infinitequest. And this year especially, your support is what is allowing us to go from convention to convention to host panels and conversations and workshops about inclusivity and neurodivergency. So if you're interested, you can give it a check gold out. That was good. That was good. That was very hey goody and humor. Thank you. Let's get that stutter at the end. Anyways, in the rest of the episode, we talk a little bit about the strategies that we employ to deal with our time blindness, what works and doesn't work. And it's, and then at the very end, we actually disagree a little bit, like right at the very end. We do. We get in a little fighterino. That's right. And I won, so. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't. We, it was one of those good fights where we learned we weren't actually fighting at all. The real fight was the friendship that we made along the way. That's right, Katie. Transition. God damn. to, I, I, I guess, deal with your timeline is you work hard to be on time to things. What does that look like to you? Leaving early. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's weird because I get asked the same questions a lot. I have to sneeze. Leaving it in. Do it. Leaving it in. Now everybody knows what I sound like when I sneeze. It's embarrassing. <laughs> um, but, like, I get asked the same questions a lot. And, like... A lot of the questions that I get asked have to do with things that are like, well, how do I be on time or like whatever? And like the thing that I hate the most about that question is that my answer is like, you you just do it. You just be on time. And that's like the easiest thing in the world to say, you know? And I like, and so for a really long time, I was like, I would give like a little, like my little, sometimes you just got to take out the garbage speech, you know? Mm -hmm. But then I realized I was like, I was doing myself a disservice and how I was answering that question. Because what I realized is that first off, I hate the word just. So I was being an asshole to myself, but then also like, it's not just being on time. It's the fact that like, I have meticulously built my entire life around being on time to things so like i don't wear makeup i don't really do my hair like i don't put a lot of time or effort or thought into my clothes most of the time like caveat you know sometimes i I do but like i keep all my shit in my purse like on and on and on and on and on and all of that is a system and all of that is in service to like if i'm going somewhere and i'm gonna do my makeup 
I'm, I know I'm going to like fuck up the eyeliner on like one eye or something. So then that's extra time that I'm going to spend. And then I'm going to start hyper fixating on my hair because my hair is not the way that I want it. And then I'm going to have to go choose an outfit and, you know, and just on and on and on and on. And so like, I keep a lot of stuff like really minimal because I don't want to have to like spend time on it. And I value efficiency so much. So like last week when we did the podcast on the couch, I was losing my mind about the inefficiency of like moving the microphones and then we're going to set up the microphones and then we're going to put the fucking pop filters on which the who built these pop filters (laughs) and then we have to move all the cables around. But then I also knew in the back of my mind, like once we do that, then we have to put everything back and like I have time blindness. And so like, Looking back now, moving the microphone the six feet from the table to the fucking desk was like 30 seconds of unscrew and then screw it back in. But in my timeline brain, I was like, this is going to take hours. Mm -hmm. This is going to take so long. This is so inefficient. I'm so frustrated. And I was like, it's fine. Like, it will be fine. I'm going to be patient. I'm going to be whatever. But it's just like, it's that kind of stuff. It's where it's like, I can't estimate how much time something is going to take me because I my time blindness just makes me assume it's going to take for indefinite forever. And that gets really frustrating. Oh, yeah. I think that's, for me, easily one of the most frustrating parts about time blindness. I think the most is making my you know loved ones feel like I don't love them because I don't respond. Yeah. That's my the worst. But very closely after that is that if I have a chore to do at home, dishes to do, a a, a box to move something about a future task i just assume it's going to be the rest of my day yeah if i have dishes to do and i that means from now until the rest of the day i'm going to be doing dishes that becomes my whole day um something always amazes me about my mom who does not have adhd um she'll like get a phone call from the bank and says like hey we're a bank and something happened boop ba you need to call this number when that if that happens to me, that's like a month long task. That's like at least a week of self loathing about it. At least you know I'm getting better about it, but at least a week. Then I forget about the phone number, but it's still in the back of my head. Like you know the the task itself I forget, but the stress from not doing the task remains, and I'm just mm-hmm. sort of stressed out. Then I remember, then I forget again, then I remember, and then eventually I make the phone call. My mom, she'll get the phone call and she'll just go oh, and immediately make that phone call read a number into the phone and then hang up and it's resolved <laughs> like before the commercial break is over it's resolved and I'm just like, how the fuck did you do that and it reminds me of that thing of if i have a task to do that's in the future i assume it's going to take just the rest of the day um it makes me think of the concept of a time horizon which is a very cool phrase um, but the time horizon is basically how far ahead are you ca- are we capable of planning um for me an hour maybe real like i can conceive of tonight and what i might want to do tonight but i have no idea like i can picture myself sitting at my desk at the end of today click clacking around on my computer like i can picture that and i can imagine the things that i would do once that's the case but i cannot go from right now to that moment i there's a whole like i can't conceive that far at most i can usually do about an hour so do you like because I, I i i don't know if i had a podcast breakthrough or not i'm deciding but like so do you like 
plan because of that, or do you not plan because of that? I... Interesting. (sighs) Well, I think I would like to plan because of that. I would like my response to be to plan. Um, But no, I think I and you um, have just gotten incredibly good at solving... Uh, basically, well, I'm becoming very good at pulling audibles. You know, if something changes tonight, I can, you know, sh- shift my brain around to be like, okay, this is what we're doing now. Um, so I guess my response to that is to be very, um, have a lot of agility when it comes to conceiving of what the next hour of my life is going to look like. Does that make sense? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I think I just take the opposite strategy because, like, I, I think... I mean, a lot of it, I'm just like, I don't care what I'm going to have for dinner, so I don't plan ahead. I'll right. just, like, figure it out. But also, like, one of the questions I get a lot, well, not a lot, a lot, but every so often I get is, like, planning a wedding with ADHD or something like that. And I was like, my wedding got featured in, like, bridal magazines. Like, my wedding was fucking sexy as fuck. It was a great wedding. But it's, but, like, it was because I planned everything. Like, everything i diy'd every single detail of my wedding like down to handcrafting the flowers out of paper like i did everything and so like i don't know like and so when people ask me that question i was like i mean i'm a i'm a professional stage manager with adhd like i know how to like keep a schedule and like work backwards um but like i don't know like i don't i don't think about time that way i don't think is what i'm like realizing hmm. it's like you know what i mean well i also think i like to amend my, my previous answer i think <laughs> i i very much go one way or the other i very much go i'm not going to make any plan at all because i know things are nebulous and things might change and i honestly can't even really conceive of that amount of time anyways i do that quite frequently but in other realms i i think i do stage manager katie where like <laughs> You know, for example, this podcast, like, all right, I want to talk about this for a little while. I've already neglected that. But, you know, I felt the need to, to start doing that. Yeah. And I have, you know, a bunch of documents on my computer of well, you're exactly how to schedule. Yeah, I'm adjusting on the fly. Exactly. Which I find is very useful. Um, but sometimes, like, I have a bunch of schedules on my computer of exactly how our days I'd like to break down my current work day of like, OK, get into the office at nine, TikTok content from nine to ten, ADHD research from ten to eleven whatever, like that sort of thing. Um, I almost never actually stick to that schedule, but clearly part of my brain craves having a schedule. I think the most productive times in my life have been when a schedule has been put on me, like in boarding school or something like that, or less so in a kitchen because the schedule isn't put on you, but your deadlines are hard. And so that sort of kicks you into go mode or kicked me into go mode, I suppose. Um, Do you have any strategies any any little tips and tricks any little things you do that help you deal with time in a more effective way um i pretty much consistently plan backwards Mm. that's like all that's always been sort of my strategy is like if i need to be there at i don't know seven we'll say p.m to wherever like okay at first i'm gonna look up the drive like that's you know, okay, it's going to be 20 minutes or whatever. I grew up in the Midwest where like you always had to drive 20 minutes for everything. Right. So like, that's just like what I've been accustomed to my whole life. Um, but then kind of like talking about what I, what I was talking about earlier, like I, you know, it's like, okay, if it takes 20 minutes to get there, then, you know, I need half an hour to get dressed or like whatever. 
But like, I also consistent, like I've, I've done the same thing for a really long time. Like I have very like set patterns and like how I do a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so like, it takes me seven minutes to get ready in the morning. That is like, that has been my number since I think I was like 17 years old. It takes me seven minutes, start to finish waking up to be out of the house. I need seven minutes. Um, and so like, that's really helpful because I just like, I just know that it's just information that I have in my brain. Um, and so I've got a lot of like set systems. I've got a lot of like little set strategies. Um, yeah, that, that's my answer. I don't. It's a, it's a really bad answer. No, I don't think it's just so like I don't know. I think ahead, but like I, it's <laughs> like I feel like my stage manager is showing in this episode. Like, there's a lot of stuff that I struggle with, but like by the very just necessity of like my job, I've gotten better at time management because like I had to be in order to like be an actor and then when it turned out that I actually like I was better at managing time when I was a stage manager like because it just gave me the control mm -hmm. you know um but yeah I, mean, I think very similarly in, in in kitchens yeah it was the satisfaction of somebody saying how long until this is you know until this is ready and you say like 12 minutes and it's exactly 12 minutes is one of the most satisfying things of all time. So I was constantly pursuing that. So I think I, I think my the working in kitchens improved my time blindness quite a bit. And I also think, I think working backwards is easily the thing that I do that I think is the most effective in curbing my time blindness, when it, especially when it comes to being on time for things or making flights um, is, you know, if I need to be at work at, you know, eight half an hour drive now we're at 7 30 let's just you know work backwards 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 and i make sure to, to follow all the way through that was that's really big for me is to follow all the way through until eventually i get all the way back to the initial action that needs to be taken like getting out of bed because if i have in my head i need to leave for work at 8 30 then the go time the time of my brain is like all right now here we go is like 8 30 <laughs> but that's when i have to leave and so I'll, I'll get, it'll get to be like 825 and I'll be like, ah, and start like throwing clothes on that, and stuff like that. that I try to go all the way back until, to like get out of bed, like yeah. get out of bed at 730, you yeah. know, because then 730 becomes the number that I'm concerned with. I know if I start, if I run yeah. the sequence starting at 730, everything else will be on yeah. time. I used to really like riding public transport for that reason. Cause I knew like, all right, I know if I am leave, if I leave the front door at eight, everything else is set. That means I'll have enough time to walk to the bus stop. That means, you know, once the bus gets there, I'm just on the bus. Do you ever do that thing where you set your clock, you know, like forward. So you look at your clock and you think you have less time than you actually I've do. I've never that done that in my life. No? No, because I fucking, I know. Like, I know that I did that. <laughs> I like, I Like, I don't know what it is. That's been like a piece of advice that people have given me for, oh, like, yeah. you just set your clock 10 minutes back. And I'm like, but I'm going to know that I did that. Right. <laughs> like, for me, it's always made it worse for me because then I'm like, I just, I just know that that clock is, I have more time than that. Yeah. Clock I was like, I was like, I oh, great, cool. I've got 10 extra minutes. Like, no, like I would rather my clock be right. And then that way the expectation and the pressure is on me to be responsible and like. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And again, like that working back from like the thing that needs to happen, showing up to work on time, working all the way backwards, all the way backwards to the initial actionable item. Yeah. That has relieved so much fucking, you know, screw, if, if setting your clock forward works for you, fucking great, go for it. But doing that has alleviated so much fucking stress in my life because then 
once I know if I start getting ready for work at 7.30, you know, if I, if I get up from whatever I'm doing or get out of bed or whatever, if I start going at this time, then the, all the stress that comes before that, I mean, if it's 7.30, I'm likely just getting up. But like if I have to leave later in the day, all that time beforehand that I would normally spend like, oh, God, I have to start waiting, getting ready for work. Oh, gosh, what if I'm late? Da, 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 that all goes away because I know if I start getting ready at this time, then I'm good. And so all of that time before that time that you set suddenly is like free. It's not just time you're spending worrying about being late. Yeah. And that is ugh, that is that's the satisfaction of that alone is like worth it for me. Not just being going to work on time, but the fact that I don't have to spend the entire time before going to work freaking out about being late is um that's that's a big one for me lots lots more video games have been played because i can actually relax and sit before work <laughs> rather than just stressing out about it <laughs> do you ever use timers on stuff uh yes and no i used to be better about timers but there's i don't it's weird because i feel like i self-sabotage myself in terms of like effective timer use which is like weird hmm. but like the problem is is that like ultimately i am responsible for my own actions i guess is like maybe what i'm trying to say and so like for me if i set a timer for like 15 minutes i know that i'm the person who set the timer nothing happens at the end <laughs> of 15 minutes you know so like i use it i use timers a lot in terms of like seeing how much I can get done in like a time break. Like if I'm like really like stressed about cleaning or whatever, I'll be like, cool. I'll just set an alarm for like, you know, 10 minutes or like 15 minutes or whatever. And I'll just clean for that like little period of time. And a lot of times what will happen is like, that will give me the motivation to like, just keep going past mm. that 10 minutes. But, but it doesn't work the, the other way. It doesn't like, okay, you have to stop in 10 minutes. That has never worked for me. It only works in terms of like giving myself the option to continue afterwards, hmm. but like stopping, it's like, well, I set the timer. I can just give myself another 10 and another 10 forever, which is why like alarm clocks are really hard for me because I just will snooze until infinity. Um, but yeah, like how much can you get done and then you have the opportunity to expand is like really useful the other way doesn't work yeah i just said the same thing four times in a row <laughs> so when you say the other way doesn't work it's like i i have to finish this in 10 yeah, minutes in like 10 minutes right i'm gonna be like it has to be done or or what <laughs> it was me like <laughs> i i do what are you gonna do you're gonna like fucking take away your candy like you know what i mean it's like i mean the only time that i really like find it is to be useful is like okay i really like, I know that I'm going to like hyper focus on this. And so then I'll set a timer, not necessarily as like, you have to be done by one o'clock in the morning, but as a like, Hey, it's one o'clock in the morning. Just so you know, mm -hmm. it's more of a, just so you know, moment. And then sometimes that gives me like the cognizance of being like, you really don't need to finish this tonight because at a certain point, like the, the, like the sunk cost fallacy of like, if I build this costume until seven o'clock in the morning, inevitably I will set a sleeve and backwards and I'm just going to cause more work for myself later. Um, but that's a, that's the thing that I am really guilty of is like, I rush through things and I like, I like, I will make like really stupid mistakes. Like the, the more tired I get because I have timelines and I don't realize like how much time has passed. And so I'm just like exhausting myself as I'm like doing whatever it is that I'm doing. <laughs> 
Hmm. Why do you think you feel so compelled to? Is, is it like you want to finish it in that session or? Yeah, like a lot of times, like I also do the cool thing where it's like, oh, Dragon Con is tomorrow. I should build four cosplays. Mm -hmm. Like I always seem to take on big projects like way after the time frame of it being a reasonable project to take on happens and like i don't know if it's like a dopamine thing i don't know if it's like a, a hyper fixation thing but like that's something that i really struggle with is like this seems like a good idea to do right now you have three hours until the costume party but i will build a full tutor gown and then you know and then i get like frustrated because i'm like making mistakes and it's like well you didn't need to do this you have 400 perfectly serviceable costumes you didn't need to make something new but the dopamine says yes. <laughs> well, I was going to say, in regards to dopamine, I I think very oftentimes my timelines will work in one of two ways, where I assume a task that's really not going to take a very long time will, in fact, then take the rest of the day, like doing the dishes. Sometimes I'll think of a task that is going to take a very long time, but I'll assume it takes way less time. And I find that, which one of those I do, given a task is a pretty good gauge of whether or not I want to do the task. Because <laughs> if it's something that I want to do, then I'll be like, oh, it'll take like 10 minutes, I can get it done. But if it's something I don't want to do, then my brain is like, oh, it's going to be like 10 hours. And like, oh, gosh. And sort of to combat that, the 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 latter one, the one where I don't want to do it, and I, so I assume it's going to take all day, the timer thing has is easily the most effective ADHD strategy that I've ever installed in my life because <laughs> I mean, I, I know I've gone on this rant a million times before, but I'm going to do it again, just in case you dear listener are hearing it for the first time. Do it. Um, when you set a timer to do something, if you have to do the dishes, you have to clean a room, you have to unpack boxes, whatever it is. Um, think of the smallest amount of time that you are positive that you can white knuckle doing it. No matter how little I want to do the dishes, could I do the dishes for one minute right now? Just one minute of dishes, one dish. Could I do that? Could I just white knuckle it through that? Sure. So do that. Do the one minute thing. And that will get you over the initial hump. The activation energy required to do a task uh, is the hardest to install. It's it's harder to get yourself moving than it is to keep yourself moving. Um, people with ADHD often struggle with um, task engagement, you know, starting a task and task re-engagement. Um, you know, if you digress from a task while you're doing it, how likely are you to remember again that that's what you're doing and go back? So the timer method is really helpful in combating your brain's false narrative that doing the dishes is going to take 10 hours. You break it down into really small time increments that your brain can work with and that you know you can force yourself to do regardless of motivation. Then that'll help you get past that initial push of getting started. And then after that minute is up, you have one, you've succeeded in what you tried to do. You tried to do the dishes for one minute and you did. You have succeeded. You haven't failed at doing the dishes, which you might think you had done if you had done one dish and then stopped without the timer. But since your goal was to do the dishes for one minute, you've succeeded in doing that. And that <laughs> dopamine hit is like, ooh. I'm going to do another minute, like, ha-ha, huh, huh. like, and then you get the dopamine hit from the second minute. Then you're like, I'm going to do another four minutes, just constantly setting these little dopamine pit stops, using time as as little reward sticks. Like, every minute that you spend doing this thing is, is another win in, the, in, the, in your pocket. Like, gamify it, where it's like, how many dishes can I wash in a minute? Oh, yeah, totally. Because that's, that's the problem, is I always do that, and then I fucking wind up, like, throwing a cup across the room and breaking it, and then I get more mad at myself. Like, I, they're, like, I, I just can't handle that kind of Oh yeah, I like to. I like to. This I do. This doesn't work as often as I would have liked, but it's still fun when it does work. Um, I'll guess how long it's going to take me to do a task. 
Like, if I were to just do the dishes, how long would it take me? 50 minutes. Then I'll subtract, like, 20% from that, make it 12 minutes, and see if I can do it then. And then it's like, race to the finish. But, again, I know that I set that period of time, you know? So, like, I could have, like, said 20 minutes and then made it 15. But, you know, honor system. Whatever. I feel like a lot of times I'm just I'm just far too, like, Spock brain to, like, have stuff like that work. And it is really frustrating because, like, I feel like there's a lot of places in my life where, like, gamification or something would, like, really, really work. But, like, I know. I know that, like, I'm the person who set the timer. I know that I'm the one who, like, made up the, like, rules for, like, whatever the stupid thing is that I'm trying Mm -hmm. to do. And so then I, like, have this, like, weird sort of, like, outside perspective from, like, on myself where I'm, like, really this is this is what they're gonna do and then i'm like judging myself for like wanting to play the game in order to like do the task and it's like it's like i don't like it's like how i can't do workout videos in my own home because Mm. what if somebody walks by the house it's like a real thing i i literally i cannot i cannot deal with with the embarrassment of doing like at home like workout videos it's like a it's this Katie, we, we, it's a we weird, have to do at home workout videos it's now. it's a it's like i can't do it it's like i get so stressed out because i'm like objectively watching myself like look like an idiot yeah. and like i like i get so weirded out like it's it's a whole weird thing that i have you, you just gotta embrace it that's what it is just embrace the fact that you look ridiculous try to look as, as ridiculous as you possibly can i just lean into it literally never do that well so here's the thing here's the thing <laughs> I, I think i might i might be able to 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 hijack your uh, gifted and talented kid oh, brain for a second oh, here. Okay, okay. But now that I've told you, I know Please I'm not going to be able to. Tell me how you're going to do this. Because you don't friend. want me to be right. Well, so think of it this way. Okay. If you have a task and you break it down into five minute blocks. Right. You do five minutes. You do another five minutes. You do another five minutes. Yes. At some point during that task, you're going to start to wonder how many more five minute increments is it going to take me to finish this task? So you'll start the timer again and you're just thinking, I bet this is the last one. And then if it is, or if you say, I bet this is going to take two more five-minute increments, and then it is, you get to be right. And that feels good. You're like, wow, I accurately predicted how long, much longer I was going to be doing this task. You know? Try to get it done. You, know? I have you no get to be right. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense to me. Well, you get to, you, 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 you get to be, well, like, imagine, think about, like, how many 10-minute blocks is it going to take me to do a thing? What you know? thing? Uh, thing? Let's say, let's say... Uh, clean this office. Cleaning this office, it would take. I could do it in twenty minutes. Twenty minutes? Yeah. Katie, do you know what we're going to do after we stop recording? I'm sure it's going to be clean the office. Now, well, now we have to because you said it's going to be twenty minutes. See, don't you want to know if you're right though? Isn't part of you want to know if you were right? No, because I'm just disappointed in myself that the office is dirty enough to have to clean again. So, it's, it's haha, lawyered. Not lawyered. <laughs> That's a problem. It's like I'm always judging myself from the outside at the same time. Do you find that to be useful? No, not at all. I didn't say it was. I'm just saying I'm aware of it. I didn't say it's a strategy. I'm not recommending it for no, anybody. Know. I'm just saying that that's the reality in which I live. I'm constantly like, wow, that's what we're going with today, Osborne. That's what that's what we got. Hmm. Also, I call myself Osborne. <laughs> it's cool. It's kind of like you're like on a football team or something. Yeah, it's because like, I'm like always Osborne. Really, get out. Yeah, because I'm my own, I'm a coach, so I'm I'm always like yelling at myself. Well, the coach is in charge. Osborne. You know, 
The coach, if, the fuck? if the coach, if the, if let's, this, all right, I'm going to go into football now. This is not going to work because okay. I don't watch football. But you know, if the coach's defensive line uh-huh. is not very good, yes. Any time well, they, they spent, should, they should practice on the back nine with their golf carts. <laughs> that was you. I made a, a funny. It was yes, funny because it was the wrong sport. It's the wrong sport, Katie. That was funny. That was funny. That was funny. Thank you. But anytime the coach spends embarrassed about the defensive line sucking and is a waste of time. They should just be like, acknowledge that the thing, being objective about it, acknowledge that the defensive line sucks and then work on improving it. Right. But the defensive line needs the shame and guilt of embarrassment in order to get better. Not shame, Katie. No, shame is shame can be an excuse to not learn the lessons of guilt. What? I have a whole rant about that. Yeah. Okay. Well, we have to be done. I We don't have time for this right we'll now. We'll do a shame episode. We're going to do a shame. Did we already do a shame episode? No, we were going to. We ended up doing oh, something. We right. doing something else. All right, yeah, we, we can do, do a shame, shame episode. episode. We said shame episode. Should we say shame episode a few more times? Shame episode? Yeah, we should do a shame, shame episode. episode. Shame episode. The little shame episode. The shame episode. With me, your host, Shmadiosaurus. All right, Katie, you got one minute. Closing thoughts on time blindness. Go. You can't look at the timer. Uh, time blindness is really difficult because it it affects a lot of things. It affects like how you live your life. It affects your interpersonal relationships. It affects the way that you navigate through the world. And so the best piece of advice that I have is to find efficient systems that work for you. Maybe don't judge yourself as harshly as I do. That's not, I don't give good advice to myself and I don't take my own advice. Um, but yeah, that's what, that's what I would say is like work on finding the systems that allow you to forgive yourself and be compassionate to yourself and uh, be patient with yourself because it can take a lot of time haha, to learn how to be patient with yourself. And it's something that I work on. I'm still working on. Nice. You even used the word time. I did. I feel like we should like have that? a little sound effect or something. Bing. I'm not going to insert a sound effect here. I can it be like it. the the little clock lady from Loki? Oh, yeah. Hi. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Get Tara Strong in here or something like that. Right. <laughs> what about you? What's your one minute? My one minute? Um, I, I would say, one, time blindness matched with emotional impermanence and struggling with object permanence um, can be a really insidious thing. Um, and so... I think, try to think of your own dealing with time as functionally and objectively as possible. It's really easy to feel shame about being late or feel shame about not responding to an email or, you know, your mom texted you three days ago about, you know, do you want me to keep this painting and you forgot to, because, you know, you assumed she just texted you and it was three days ago. You know, acknowledge the reality of the situation. Try not to get mad at yourself for it because nobody's being helped by that. You don't get to decide how you feel, you know. So if you do get mad about it, don't get mad about getting mad. It's okay that you got mad. But try to think of it as functionally and develop, try to observe in with that objective observ- observation. Try to find the specific things that you struggle with and develop systems to remedy that. For me, I struggle with starting to do something. And that will cause me to put it off and put it off and put it off and then not realize that I've been putting it off for a very long time. So the timer method of setting up a five-minute interval in which I start, that helps me out a lot. Setting my clocks forward does not help me out. But the opposite might be true for that for you. Yeah. So find the systems that work for you. Acknowledge your faults objectively. Try not to get too down on yourself. Use those timers, baby. Use those timers. Honestly, I think one of the one of the most important things to remember is like what works for you might not work for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And that is so profoundly okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Like 
I, I can't do setting my clock ahead. It just doesn't work for me. But like the option to expand past 10 minutes, if I'm feeling it, like it's great. Like it, it really works Mm -hmm. in my brain, but like you don't, again, I'm not taking my own advice, but like, you don't have to judge yourself. You don't have to worry about, you know, looking silly. And it's something that I work on all the time because I, I recognize how often I do that and how like much literal actual time i waste worrying about that kind of stuff oh yeah i mean in trying to get discouraged if if certain systems don't work out for you i mean the amount of listicles i've read about (laughs) adhd and timelines you know one of them was uh get an analog clock so that way you know as a minute hand reaches the hour like you're it's a visual representation of it you can see it getting smaller one of them was like set an alarm on your phone for every hour of the day like and i've i've done all of those things at some point in my life and none of them really worked for me but eventually I, f- I started to find systems and i'm still finding systems that work for me somebody on my twitch stream said something really smart today they said the cool thing about failure and is that like when systems fail or like, you know, you fail at being good at something, it still teaches you something. Mm -hmm. And I like, and I know I've talked about that before, but like, I think especially in conversations with things like listicles, it makes a lot of sense because like, if you, if that system fails for you, then you know, that doesn't work. But like, is there something you can take from it? Is there something you can adapt? Oh yeah, absolutely. Here, remember the time that we did an episode about time blindness? And it went long. And then we went long. <laughs> it's okay, we're going long on the time blindness episode. I also would say, I, I wanted to touch on this a little bit, but I, I guess I, I forgot. Um, <clears throat> but identify the people in your life that you feel you can talk to about it. Um, so like if you have, <laughs> you know, a spouse or a roommate or whatever, um, and you feel that they're a person you can talk to, it, it's good to acknowledge like, hey, just so you know, it's not personal when I you know, am late to a thing. It's not personal. Like, I'm sorry, I'm doing my best, but just letting them know. Some people, it might not be the best, you know, use your judgment on who to do that with, you know, some random mm. coworker. But but I... for a lot of people, it, it would be useful to just at least bring it up and, and say, like, is there anything, you know, that's particularly important for you that I remember? You know, like, do you get particularly offended if I take too long to respond to a text message or something. It has to be one. I'm so mad that you said this at the very end of the episode. Mm. I think this might be the first time that I actually viscerally disagree with you. Oh, really? Yeah. What do you got? You have to be responsible for yourself. Oh, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, oh, like, yeah. I, like, I think you can, you can explain it. You can say like, hey, I just want you to know that like time blindness is something that I really struggle with. But like, also, you cannot use it as an excuse to be late every single day. You can't, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Because like, at some point, the impact of your actions, even if you mean the best in the whole world, like it doesn't, it's it's not going to save your job when you've shown up for your fifth late shift in a row. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No, I fully agree with that. And like, yeah. I just like, I'm always very cautious when we advise people to explain because I feel like there's a very fine line between like an explanation and an excuse mm-hmm. if not treaded that's not the right word but like if not dealt with very carefully and with like a lot of compassion and a lot of nuance and so i think there has to be like a lot of trust and a lot of like communication even if the conversation is very difficult for you to hear you know like I think that's like I think that's just important to acknowledge. Like no, I'm not saying absolutely. you're wrong. I'm just saying like you also have to be accountable 
with like in context of that explanation does that make sense yeah no absolutely i completely agree with that i think that's <laughs> do you like how i said i vehemently disagree with you and then i immediately backed down because i didn't want to hurt you didn't feelings. back down wait did you what what did you back down <laughs> i was like saying? yeah what but i mean like say? what i'm just i guess like i'm just like okay i'm sorry no like, what, got, what were you what were you backing down from saying i got super uncomfortable i got super uncomfortable like 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 but like butting heads so i was just like i'm just gonna soften this as much as possible huh well uh, <laughs> huh well, my delicate sensibilities have, are, have, have remained unscathed, yes. so thank you very much. But I, I know, I completely agree. I think that's why I was so adamant about, like, deciding who you do that with. Yeah, because doing it with your good. boss, saying, you just have to be okay with me being late, no, they don't. No, they don't. <laughs> you need to be on time to your job. Yeah. But if it's, like, you, for example, if I say to you, like, hey, you know, like, if you send me a text message in the morning and I don't respond until the that's not personal. I'm not like, ugh, fuck you, Katie. Like, you know that's not personal, and I'm sorry, and... And just trying to get on the same page. Because, I, like, I had a friend a couple of years ago. Well, I mean, she's still my friend. Um, but she said, hey, we were having this conversation. And she said, yeah, when you, when I send you something and it takes you, like, hours to respond, she's like, she said, I know it's not personal, but part of me, like, doesn't know, you know, like, it's, I still feel offended, even though I know that it's not personal. Yeah. And so she very vulnerably, I'm very proud of her doing it. She said, like, it would really mean a lot to you if you made more of an effort to respond within a certain amount of time. Yeah. She's like, I understand that that's hard for you. Like, but she made that need clear. And I was like, fuck yes. Like, you know, it was still hard for me because I have time blindness, yeah. but she made her needs, her needs clear. I yeah. Think. And then you took accountability in terms of like doing better. Like, exactly. I think that's yeah. a really good example. Yeah, absolutely. I never want to be, I, I do get really nervous when asking people to like the, the you know, perhaps advising somebody to, to talk about their time blindness yeah. or their, whatever symptom ADHD symptom here because those it's all that's all for information that's not to excuse behavior it's yeah. never to excuse behavior you're still responsible for your actions um but it might clarify to the other person exactly what you're going through and perhaps they can support you or whatever you know yeah that's a good way to put that yeah anyways uh thank you so much for being here everybody stay tuned for a really cool and very well done outro sequence with a song that we definitely spent a lot of time writing. Oh, that's right. Oh my god, you did it! You made it to the end of the hey, episode! Good job! You did it. That's it. That's that's it for all of us here at Infinite Quest this week. Just a reminder that the last episode of ADHD and D Captive Audience, our live special at PlayOnCon, will be released this coming Tuesday, so stay tuned for that. And also stay tuned for other things that I have forgotten what I was supposed to say. <laughs> Let's do this Patreon song. We've got okay. some lovely new patrons. Eric. You're going to bring them on in here. I have my new ukulele. And you have my blue ukulele. Yeah, it's well, I guess they're both blue. But uh, here we go. You ready? This is the first two uke, two uke anthem. Yeah, there we go. Ready? Ready? That was <gasps> <laughs> a very musician.
Infinite Quest you were supposed to keep playing from all of us here at Infinite Quest this week. Thank you so much for being here. We couldn't do it without your support and we are so grateful for each and every one of you. So until next week, drink some water, eat a snack, take your meds, be kind to yourself, be kind to others, and remember that we love you. That was a fucking yeah, awesome that was set. really good. We did a good job. I was, I'm glad that we rehearsed that for five hours. Oh, yeah.